At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN Super Week. You made it. The Odyssey is over. It's Friday, two days out from Super Bowl 58 right now. Two, the 49ers are laying at 105 on the juice at DraftKings 47 and a half. As we welcome you back, I'm Patrick Maher, just battling earthquakes live from Los Angeles. Of course, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, downtown Las Vegas at the D. And I am happy to see a VEASAN co-host, of course, our colleague, Mike Samich, host of The Handle. We'll get to the details because Santa Barbara can be a little soft, unlike where I live. You know, it's a it's a tough neighborhood. Uh, Santa Barbara can be a little soft, so I know we He's feeling the aftershock of the, of the earthquake that I just wrote out. And by the way, I just got a coupon from Bill AD in my email. So I'm going to go ahead and grab one of those. It's not over until it's under shirts over at the VEASAN store. And you can grab them, too, because everybody's proud of me for riding an earthquake out while I was giving out props. Samich, would you like to congratulate me? Welcome. Well, you did a phenomenal job, Patrick. Although I got to say, you. I got about Thank 20 you. texts from people right after the earthquake was over checking on me. Nothing for Patrick Maher today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he got you. That oh, was a good did one. He get that you. That was a good one. <laughs> you know what? That's pretty good. That's pretty good, Samich. I got to admit, that's funny. That's a callback from when Samich told everybody on Twitter, look out for your Lions friends, and literally didn't write me after the NFC Championship game. Man, that one got me. I I'm like just that. happy Patrick's okay. He didn't have to get out into the mean streets of Hermosa Beach. It can get pretty bad out there when you're looking for it, parking. It can. It can. Well, and people are already talking in the neighborhood that I'm a hero. So I appreciate <laughs> that because I literally was just sitting here looking for my dog. Um, Samich, it's great to see you. And first off, amazing job over at vsin.com. So you put together a prop challenge article with 15. It's a 15 prop sheet, like principle, almost like I'd compare it to squares maybe you can help everybody understand for their super bowl party what you got here yeah of course one of my favorite things with super bowl parties is this prop sheet look I, i'm generally there with a bunch of people that really love the super bowl and a lot of people that just aren't that interested in the super bowl and so a great way to keep people involved is going to this prop sheet it's got 15 separate props before the game you pick anything from the length of the anthem to the coin toss to the winner and you got some head-to-heads with kelsey versus uh, rice and Ayuk versus samuel but it gives someone everybody who's there something to root for whenever any team has the football so it's a good way to keep everyone engaged uh you know if you want to you can put a, a couple a uh, couple shekels on it put a nice big pot together and whoever gets the most points uh, is able to win but i wanted to make sure it was easy for everybody so if you head over to vsin.com wrote an article with the 15 props there's a downloadable pdf there that you can print out as many copies as you want so you're able to have uh, have a little prop pool in your your home super bowl party and then of course I gave up my 15 selections for those props as well, including a couple that I bet. So I was I was able to kind of pick and choose which ones I wanted to put on there because I did have a couple bets I wanted to get out as well. Patrick, you know, so Dustin, go yeah, ahead, go ahead, Mo. No, 
was just going to say, Mike, I know why he was so successful in sales. He goes, I was with people that love the Super Bowl. And then he goes, people that may not be as interested. He didn't say dislike. I love the way you phrased that. Mike. Yeah, he looks around the party and he thinks, <laughs> how can I improve this next year for other people and their enjoyment? <laughs> and also, Dustin said earlier, if a mall myself or Dustin gets married anytime soon, would you mind being the planner for the, uh, I guess, the bachelor party and actually the wedding? Because it does appear that you're quite meticulous. You like planning. Uh, bachelor party, 100% I'm in. The wedding, no thank you. Planned one of those in my life, really not interested in planning another. <laughs> okay. Well, it's 50 we move you on, might have to. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I want to get through uh, what we need, and that is the handle coming up on Saturday and Sunday. Now, you'll be flying out uh, tomorrow morning to get in for the broadcast. It's a huge weekend for you guys. What time are you going to be on? Yeah, Monster Weekend for us will be on from 4 to 7 Pacific, 7 to 10 Eastern on Saturday. Uh, and then we will be on right after the end of the Super Bowl. So we're the post-game show uh, for VEASAN or for the Super Bowl. So we're not sure exactly when we'll be on Sunday, uh, but probably going to be sometime right around 7 o'clock Pacific, 10 o'clock Eastern. We're jumping on there when the game's over. And you can also catch me on Lombardi Line uh, at 7.30 Pacific, 10.30 Eastern on Sunday, as well as the numbers game at 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern, leading right into the Super Bowl. So this beautiful mug will be the last face you see before the Super Bowl and the first one right after on VEASAN. Wow. A full schedule for my man, Mike Samish, Somo Bomb on Twitter. Not that I want to belabor it, but Dustin, you've known me for a long time. Did you want to comment on me riding out the earthquake before we move on? Just again, I don't want to belabor it, but it, I did do that. Uh, I'm still coming to grips, grips with the fact Oof. that you did not follow your own advice that I've heard for years. Like, I've had to hear the speech. That's why I set you up on it about your theories on where you would go during an earthquake. And you did the opposite. You actually ran further into your home which feels less safe than going to a field. So I was anticipating a phone call, a check-in, a picture sent from you in the middle of a field in open space and safety. Instead, you kind of risked me losing one of like my three friends by staying in your home. So hey, you Mike affected Sa me. Yeah, well, thank you, Dustin. Thank you for the calling me a hero. Hey, uh, quickly on the big guy, Amal and Mike Samich, I just wanted to go over something because Dustin calls me with his morning calls. And as you know, he's a degenerate in many, many ways. Uh, last night, I believe it. No, excuse me. Wednesday night, he got in at 2 a.m., Mike Samich, and his voice was raspy the next morning like he was trying out for the hills with Chris and Cavallari you know what I mean <laughs> you know raspy voice and then he called me this morning and he said oh it wasn't that bad I got in a little after midnight now just so you guys know he never went home after the program this program which ends at 3 p.m. so by my math all and Mike he was out for nine hours and his quote was I was quote catching up with some friends and I was a a good boy. How is it possible for Dustin Sweetelson to be out loose, Amal, in Las Vegas for nine hours and be a good boy? I think it's a complete fallacy because he said to me he only had two drinks yesterday. I didn't realize he was me out too. for nine hours. So somewhere along the line, as they as the young people say, the math ain't mathing. There's no and, way. And, uh, yeah, there's no like two drinks. Amal, like Mike, he's admitted to me in the past that he's a pathological liar. Those are words that have come out of his mouth. How is it possible over nine hours to have two cocktails? He has social anxiety as well. He's literally lying. Yeah, zero chance he's had two cocktails. I'd set the over-under around like seven and a half, maybe eight and a half. You're looking at probably about one per hour for Dustin, somewhere in that range. 
And uh, I'd just like to know what friends he was catching up with. We've heard some stories of some certain uh, gentleman establishments he's been to. Wouldn't be shocked if those were the friends. Uh, Patrick, I want to go back to the drink thing real quick. And the reason why is on Wednesday when uh, Len and Bill threw like a DraftKings little uh, party here at Circa, I got there. And, of course, he knows I don't drink. And so he goes, hey, can I have your drink? And he goes, I don't know if it's limited to one or two. I'm like, yeah, of course. And so, I mean, that was within like me arriving within five minutes. And it was only 6.15 at that point in time. So I find it hard to believe that he's saying he only had two drinks over nine hours. I agree with them all. Now, there's a lot of accusations being thrown your way, big guy. I want to give you a chance to defend yourself. Quickly would like to talk to Samich, though. You know, I flew in for the DraftKings VEASAN party and drinks on Wednesday night, and I was looking around for you, and I didn't see you. What's up? Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't get the invite. Well, I got the invite, but I didn't get the flight. So, you know, I, yeah. I wasn't there for the Super yeah. Bowl week. So, you know, I'm yeah. flying in on Saturday, man. We've look. I spent a lot of time in Vegas. I got rained in there this weekend. Yeah. So I was there till yeah. Tuesday this weekend. I got to be back out on Saturday. So uh, it was tough to get out there on Wednesday as well. No, it's a great excuse. I'm a company guy. Uh, and then I just <laughs> went through an earthquake for those joining us. Uh, Dustin Sweetelson. Uh, a lot of accusations. Would you like to defend yourself? Yeah, one, I had multiple offers on the table from a few different people to uh, attend a club that is suited for gentlemen. Um, and I turned it down. And now there are women out there who are planning on paying their mortgages this month. And they're not going to be able to do it because I did not go. I was a good boy. I'd also like to add, uh, I am not a pathological liar. I am a compulsive liar. It's very different. <laughs> pathological liars, uh, they do it incessantly to get their way and do it with little awareness. I'm pretty aware. I do it because it's a habit and it just comes out of my mouth instinctually. And then finally, uh, you do not have to drink many drinks when you are on limited sleep and technically still hung over from Wednesday. The first drink I had kicked everything back up still in my system from the night before. I only need one more to keep it going. So that is why I only had two drinks last night. By the way, I appreciate you worrying about the people that dance at these clubs and their mortgage. You know, listen, don't worry about it. They got 180 days. They can do a forbearance on the house. It's okay. You don't have to go for another few months. Well, it's just like my argument with vegans. Like, you shouldn't go to the store and buy the chicken. Like, uh, it's it's not good for the world. We shouldn't be killing the animals. The animal's oh, already dead. The woman is there at the club. She's put in her time. She has to pay to be there. If I don't go, she's going to lose money. I owe it to her and the economy to make sure she gets her money's worth. Well, don't worry. Those girls at the strip club, they're VEASAN pros. They can't pay their mortgage because of all your losing bets recently. <laughs> That's well done. That's well done because you know what? It's also true. It's <laughs> no, no. true. Jalen Brunson props. The girls just like sleeping on the streets. Anyway, oh, what a day. What a day. Mike, so two is the number and 47 and a half is the total we've been here for a while does that surprise you it does surprise me i'm, I'm surprised we didn't see a little bit more come in on the total specifically we, we saw it tick down to 47 right after the open of 48 and got bought up to 47 and a half i'm surprised we're not back at 48 to be honest with you i was expecting that either today or tomorrow we'd get to 48 just because you've got a lot of people coming in town you're going to see quite a bit of over money people just have more fun betting the overs and there's a couple sharp people that i've heard that are on the oprah as well so i was expecting this to tick up to 48 but here we are sitting at 47 and a half so we'll, we'll see if we get that move uh if we do i have an under 48 ticket from the open i'll rebet the under 48 i've liked that more and more as the, the couple weeks have gone on here and i've been able to dive more into the game from a side perspective, I'm not shocked we're sitting at two here. It seems like this is the safe number for books. When you go down to one and a half and one, you're getting San Francisco money. When you go up to two and a half, you're getting KC money. I'm not sure that they want to go to either side right now and get a boatload of money on either team. Okay. 
Well, we'll continue. Samish has got a bunch of props, as you know. You can go check out the prop sheet. It's print. It's printable, so you can bring it to your holiday party. Well, we call it a holiday. The Super Bowl party coming up on Sunday. By the way, when last time Dustin went to the strip club, he said somebody named Svetlana was saying, "Who is Mike Samich? Tell him thank you." Anyway. We continue. Vincent super looking up. He's smiling. Well, you are like such a liar. Two drinks, nine hours. Good one, big guy. This is Vison Super Week. Keep listening for analysis from some of the sharpest betters in Vegas. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on Vison, the sports betting network. Beast Super Week, and for Super Week, we've got a betting guide for you. It's been five betting guides for me now, and this one by far is the best I've seen. You got them all in there, Samich in there, Dustin in there, Steve Mackinnon, in-depth breakdowns. You got Brent Musburger, the legend in there, favorite prop bets. We go back 20 years with the prop bets to give you kind of a historical context. Honestly, you can sign up for as low as $9.99, and it's worth it just for the guide, so go to vcin.com slash pro. It's vcin.com slash pro. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money presented by DraftKings as we welcome you back. Just 45 minutes to go. We've made it through the odyssey that is nine days of broadcast leading up to today. And Samich, I'll start with you here. I, I think this is going to be a boring, exciting game. 47 and a half. I actually think that ticks down a little bit. And to put together your props and just betting the game in general, you try to come up with your own script. And the number tells you it's not going to be a blowout, obviously, by the point spread. But I think it's going to be methodical back and forth. I think turnovers, obviously, the prevention at a premium. And I just think it's going to be run first. I think it's defense first here. And Billy Walters told Bill A.D. in the VEASAN Daily, he said, quote, Walters believes that the Chiefs should be a two-point favorite because of the advantages at quarterback and kicker. And the kicker's key here. Butker, a big-time upgrade, obviously. And again, the last two Super Bowls have finished with a score differential of three. Obviously, field goals matter. So I'm going to start there with what I think overview-wise should be an exciting yet boring game. And I think we're going to stay under the 47 and a half, Mike. Yeah, it's well put. I, I agree with you. I don't think this is going to be one of those up and down Super Bowls where we're seeing scores in the 30s. This is going to be a, a very controlled football game. You've got two teams that want to establish the run that both believe that they're going to be able to run the football against the opposing defense. And you've got neither team that wants to make that critical backbreaking mistake early in this game, because if either of these teams get up, it's going to be very hard for the opposing team to be able to come back in that football game. Because of that, I agree with you. I think we see a lot of runs early. I think you're going to see a heavy run script. On the, on the San Francisco side, get McCaffrey involved because they don't want Purdy to throw that critical mistake, especially early in the game. We saw Mahomes last week take on Baltimore, and as soon as they got up, he really just avoided making the mistake and relied on that defense. That defense has been phenomenal. And when you look at pace of play, which I think is a pretty big key here, San Francisco 31st in the NFL in pace of play, Kansas City 8th in the NFL in the first half, but 29th in the second half. So they really slow it down in the second half as well. It's why we've seen them go 18 and 2 to the under in the second half. I think this is one of those games where if it's 
close early. Both teams are really going to grind the clock and try and hold on to the football and make sure they make the most out of every single possession in that second half. I agree with you, Patrick. I think this game's going under. I'm going to be looking at a lot of unders, both quarterbacks passing yards under, a lot of receivers unders in this game. I do think McCaffrey and Pacheco have a, a decent shot of going over their rushing totals, but pretty much everyone else, I'm going to be looking toward the unders in this spot. Guys, do you think the fact that this game is being played in a dome, Kansas City's played three games in inclement weather in the postseason. Could it be a benefit for this Chiefs offense while it's still the same for San Francisco who got to play both games in Santa Clara? Uh, The dome, let me just comment on what you just said about the dome because I think it plays into the field goal props as well. One, longest field goal over at DraftKings, 47 and a half. I'm going to go over at minus 105. You can find alternatives like 55 plus. First, it's a dome. Secondly, elevation's high. So elevation high in Las Vegas. These guys both have big legs, even the rookie. I don't think there's concern with the distance. So I'll just start there. Mike, will go to you off of Amal's question. Then Dustin, as far as playing in a dome. I think it's actually a disadvantage to Kansas City to be in the dome. Uh, we saw Purdy really struggle with the rain in San Francisco. We know this is a, a Kansas City team that's been battle tested with a bunch of games that are cold weather, that there's rain, there's snow, there's everything over the last couple playoff runs. So I think Kansas City would almost rather this was outdoors and that everyone had to deal with the weather. I, I don't. I still think Kansas City has the advantage in the game. I don't fully agree that it should be minus two, but I mean, I made this game minus one San Francisco, and I would say all the intangibles are on Kansas City's side. It's why I bet the money line on Kansas City and why I took the plus two and a half. From a kicking perspective, there's a couple props I really like. So you can get over three and a half field goals, minus 105 in the game. I like that one quite a bit. You're going to see, like Patrick said, kick conditions are going to be absolutely perfect in the dome. And then I also like Kansas City with the longest field goal in the game. That's minus 120 right now over on DraftKings.com. To me, that's a really good prop because Andy Reid willing to kick it from anywhere. You've got Bucker who's made 58 yarders, 60 yarders so far this year. He's 33 for 35. Where Moody on the other side, just 21 for 25. He's not nearly attempted as many. I think San Francisco might go for it in some of those cases on fourth and one, fourth and two, where Reed will elect for the longer field goal because of the trust he has in Bucker. Yeah, I, I do agree that I, I think the dome and eliminating the weather and all that helps bridge some of the gap because San Francisco is a team that we see some of these other teams uh, that are so offensive driven the way they are right now. They need everything to be right. And whereas Kansas City, they do not care about style points. They are just one of those teams. We will find a way, however the the game pace and play dictates, they will find a way to end up winning. And I do love it for the kicking element where I do think Kansas City has a massive edge. Like Mike, I'm also on Kansas City to have the longest field goal. He got a better number. I got minus 130. I also think Butker over one and a half field goals. I love that bet. And then I also dabbled. If, if we do get the low scoring game we are all talking about here, that dome play plays a role in the MVP market to me where I put down a bet on Harrison Butker at 300 to one. If he has three field goals, four field goals, and one of them's a game winner, absolutely has a chance to win MVP. Just a quick stat, doesn't mean a ton. Harrison Butker in his lifetime at Allegiant Stadium is four for five. And Bucker, I just think about that six field goal game against Cincinnati, yeah. Dustin, to your point, yes. as far as the MVP. Hey, we talked about this yesterday, Samich, and then after this segment, what I want to do is when we come back, let's just start throwing our props so people get numbers that they can bet, specifically if we're going under, excuse me, over on some of these props, because we want to get to those over props early. Under props, of course, you're going to wait until game time. Two point. Now, I like to say, find you a coach that goes for two point conversions on the seven yard line, Mike Samich. That's Dan Campbell. 
Bowl. <laughs> However, Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan, a little bit different. They were 32nd and 31st, respectfully, in attempts this year because San Francisco didn't attempt the two-point. Kansas City attempted one, and neither were successful. By the way, San Francisco, you go back to last year, Kyle Shanahan hasn't attempted a two-point conversion in two seasons. Now, successful two-point homage. Yes, plus 225. No, minus 340. And an attempt on two-point. Yes, plus 120. No, minus 140. Do you have thoughts there? I would lean toward the no on both of them. I haven't bet either of them. But hey, look, Andy Reid even had the opportunity to go for two from the one-yard line against Baltimore when it would have been very advantageous to do so. And he decided to kick the extra point and take the penalty on the kickoff. So both of these coaches really adverse to going for two. Both of these coaches, it, you don't realize it, not all that big fans are going for it on fourth down either. These are two of the more hmm. conservative coaches that we have in the NFL. I would lean toward, I mean, I, the only way we see a two-point conversion is if it's in the fourth quarter and it's an obvious situation. So a team's down 11, a team's down eight, somewhere in that realm. We're not going to see it in the first half. You're not going to see anyone try and do this early in the third quarter. So I, to me, I would go with no on both of them because I just don't think that the game script calls for that. And on top of it, I mean, I think there's going to be three, maybe four touchdowns in this game. That's a limited number of opportunities even to have a chance for a two-point conversion because of the limited number of touchdowns. Mike, completely agree with you. Patrick brought up a prop yesterday about a two-point attempt, whether it's successful or not. And the no was about minus, I want to say, 330 or 340, Patrick. I thought this was a good bet because as you just so aptly laid out, there's probably not going to be a two-point attempt unless we're looking at a 21-10 score. Somebody scores to make it 21-16, then you got to go for two. So there's a strong possibility. You don't even wind up with a two-point attempt, so your bet's safe, let alone if the team doesn't convert the two-pointer. By the way, this one I found interesting. Let's talk about the running backs. Dustin, we'll start with you. We'll go Samich, then Amal. Race to 20 rush yards, okay? Pacheco's plus 140, Dustin. Christian McCaffrey's minus 145. Mahomes, a race to tw- a race to 20 rush yards over at DraftKings, plus five and a half, so plus 550. You have thoughts. You can get a good number on Pacheco here, big guy. Yeah, no, I, I think the running backs are going to play a massive role in this game. I, I think we're all talking about the quarterbacks. I get it. We're, that's what we're supposed to do. But I think both running backs are going to have big days. That's why for that bet right there, give me the number on Pacheco. It was plus what? Plus 140. Look, if they get the ball first... That- they get the ball first, you're getting plus money. Kyle Shanahan has openly talked about why he loves deferring. He's not backing down from that. Get the ball first. He has a chance to go over that on the first drive. Go ahead, Amal. I just agree with Dustin there. This is going to come down to the coin toss, and if the Chiefs get the ball, they're very effective on their first script, uh, 15 scripted plays. To me, I would take a look at the plus money price with Kansas, uh, with Kansas City here in Pacheco. And as much as I love Christian McCaffrey, the Kansas City defense is great against the run. I, I love it. I love that play. Okay, let's go. Samich, you'll take us out with that one. Race to 20 rush yards. Pacheco plus 140. McCaffrey minus 145. I'm going off the board. Give me Debo Samuel. I think he's going to get a carry in the first 15 <laughs> plays for San Francisco. And he's got a shot at breaking it for 20 yards. If he is able to do so, you're going to get a massive plus number on it. I.e. Kyle's going to have him on the script. Nobody's better. Uh, These are actually two great head coaches with their scripts. So you're right. Kyle's going to have something for him on the script. And it could be Debo. You got to get the ball in his hands. Okay, we're coming back. It's Prop Palooza and side and total as we continue. Sharp money. This is VEASAN Super Week. Keep listening for analysis from some of the sharpest bettors in Vegas. 
This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Well, the new paint job at VSIN.com was a few weeks ago, right in time for Super Bowl 58. And I got to be honest, the response from you has been incredible. So, congratulations to everybody behind the scenes. You got a fresh new look. The navigation is not only enhanced, it's immediate. And the mobile first focus portion, port or portion of it is the most important because I do everything on my phone. You do as well. VEASAN.com is now curtailed to that. Improved functionality, expanded educational content. Check it out. VEASAN.com. Okay, we're back. And Amal was talking about the safety during the break. It's VEASAN Super Week Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, and Mike Samich. I'm Patrick Maher. Samich will be there in Vegas for the handle all weekend. So we're looking forward to that. So safety, boys, and then we can just start running through these props. Safety Yes is 10 to 1. No is minus 2,000. Samich, we'll start with you. We've had nine in total, so about 15.8% of the time. One every 6.3 games. Do you see anything with the safety market? Uh, yeah, I see a bad bet on both sides. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would stay away from the safety market here. The plus price is not what you actually should get, um, and the minus price is just wild from a juice perspective. So I, I generally not a big safety player. If you want to take a shot at the safety, go for, like, first score safety, but make sure you're getting, like, a few hundred to one somewhere in that range. So, so to, to Samich's point, I went back and looked at first score history in the last 16 Super Bowls. And I stopped, of course, at the Devin Hester return because I didn't know how to constitute that as an opening drive score or not. So we went back 16 Super Bowls. Uh, There were eight where the first score was a field goal. Just six where there was a touchdown as the first score of the game. Two in 16 years, the first score of the game ended up being a safety. That feels like a lot based on how many safeties we see. Two out of 16 to happen on as the first score of Super Bowls is pretty wild. The Denver-Seattle one was one on which was the other one? Do you remember? It was the Giants. Giants and Patriots. Oh, okay. Yeah, two and 16 is an insane number. Yeah. Like, that will never happen well, two again. Two and 14, two out of, yeah. To, to, where the first score of the game is a safety. We'll never see that again for another 500 years. <laughs> and that short and that window, I don't, Samich, you're the numbers guy, but my assumption is that will never happen again in that short of time. I would concur. That is highly <laughs> unlikely. Thank you. That's going to happen again. <laughs> now, turnovers. Okay, boys, Super Bowls 49 through 54, we had an average of 3.33 turnovers. The number is set at two and a half, okay? Over is minus 105, under is two, under two and a half is minus 115. The reason I bring it up, because 55, 56, and 57, we had two and 55, two and 56, and one last year with the scoop and score in 57. So if I were to force you, Amal, on the turnovers at two and a half, which way are you going? Oh, you're not forcing me at all. I love the under on this one. I think Mahomes is not going to throw with interception. CMC, I think, had three fumbles on the season, but he's not a guy that has had a propensity in his career to turn the ball over, put it on the turf. I think this ball will be protected on both sides. Mike laid it out perfectly earlier. Not going to have a ton of scores. It's going to be a, a lower scoring game, and I don't think you take unnecessary risk if you're Purdy or Mahomes, and you got to protect the ball if you're a receiver or running back. I like the under two and a half uh, confidently in this one. Samich, we've seen under two and a half the last three Super Bowls cash. Your thoughts? 
I would agree here. I, my biggest concern would be Purdy interceptions. I think he throws at least one, but I don't think we get to three turnovers here. Another thing that, that we have not gone over is, is just the number of possessions that I'm expecting in this game. If you look back at the Buffalo-Kansas City game, there were 17 possessions in that game. It was 27-24, but just 17 possessions. Wildly low for an NFL game. Two of those possessions ended in needs at the end of the first half and the game. So just 15 real possessions. I think that's a similar story to what we're going to get in this game. I don't think we're going to see 22 23 24 possessions if we stay in that let's call it 15 to 18 range three of those possessions ending in a turnover would be extremely high and extremely unlikely so i I would go with the under two and a half here as well yeah the only turnovers that potentially i'm envisioning are coming out of brock hurdy's hands but i think especially early on i think there's gonna be a slower start and i think they're not gonna put in positions where he can lose the game early and make it out of reach and turn the ball over uh i like the under because patrick earlier you compared patrick mahomes to tony gwen i compare him to two different boxers mike tyson because at any point with the throws he can make unlike anyone we've ever seen he can knock you out at any point from from any time in the game any spot on the field but I also think there's an element to Patrick Mahomes that is like Floyd Mayweather he will not put himself in situations to lose and because of that I don't anticipate any turnovers coming from him okay Patrick Mahomes over a half a pick is minus 120 under if you like it is standard at minus one. 10. Samich, you presented, and it's up now, vsin.com, so I encourage everybody to check it out, a prop challenge article with a 15 prop sheet that's printable for people for Super Bowl Sunday. I bring it up because why don't we start diving into some of your props? Go ahead and pick one and let's give it out. Uh, Let's go with more passing yards in the game here. I'm sorry, more passing yards in the first completion. So first completion of the game for both Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes. Who goes for more passing yards? This one's available up on DraftKings.com right now. Purdy actually a minus 130 favorite. I went with Purdy here. A lot of it is because of the script that we've seen from Kansas City in the first drives in all three of their playoff games. It's a lot of run and it's a lot of short passes. The quick little screens to Rice, quick passes to Kelsey. It's highly likely you're going to see a reception for sub five yards on Mahomes' first completion, whereas Purdy is probably going to attack down the field more. So I'll, I'll take Purdy here at minus 130. Beautiful. Amal, we were just talking about the interception props, and I see here you like Mahomes does not throw a pick. Yeah, I took it earlier. It's at even money. No INT plus uh, 100. You mentioned it's minus 110 now. No surprise there that it's moving a little bit, but I don't think Mahomes throws a pick. We talked about it earlier. 17 postseason games. He's only thrown a pick in four of those games. He hasn't thrown a uh, pick in the last two postseasons. I like the way Mahomes is playing, so I'm going to say no on it. Patrick Mahomes INT. Big guy. Results of the first drive of the game. You talked about the touchdown stats. We talked about the safeties and field goals, but you're going to go another direction. Result. It's not sexy, but I think it's absolutely right. I just think the pressure we've talked about, the buildup for two weeks of this game, I think the lights, everyone going crazy at the beginning. I think there's a weird moment for these athletes trying to catch their breath, figure things out. I anticipate a slow start, and that begins with the opening drive resulting in a punt. I went back last 16 Super Bowls. We've only had one touchdown on the opening drive. It was a year ago with the Eagles. Nine of 16 opening drives have resulted in punts. That's 56.25%. Four of 16 resulted in field goals. And everything else, safety, interception, touchdown, each have happened one time over the last 16 Super Bowls. I envision a scenario early on where we, we start out with a punt. These two teams feel their way out. I really like that play. 
Look at the big guy. He's flying. Samich, would you like to be a tiebreaker? I got Brock Purdy under 12 and a half rush yards. Now I'm going to wait to bet it because maybe it ticks up a little bit. The big guy's got Brock Purdy over the 12 and a half rush yards. The Detroit game anomalous at 48. Green Bay, he had 14. Regular season, the last six, four, two, zero, seven, nine, and one. He's a scrambler. No designed runs for Purdy. So I'm going to go under. What say you, Mr. Samich? I didn't bet this one. I've heard the case for both sides of it. If I was going to play it, I would take the over. I I do think you're going to see a lot of pressure from this Kansas City defense. I've played over two sacks for Kansas City. I think they're going to have be able to consistently get pressure on Brock Purdy. I would expect he takes off one or two times during this game. And I think he's got a lot of confidence in those legs right now. You mentioned how he went over this number uh, two games ago, went over last game against Detroit. I think he's relying on those legs more and more because he's losing some confidence in the arm. So I wouldn't be shocked if he goes over this number, but not one that I would was confidently going to bet because like you said, Patrick, there's no designed runs. You really need this to be those scramble style runs to be able to get over this number. Take a bow, Sweetelson. Well, take a bow. Samich t- is in your corner. Yeah, take a bow until you win the bet and we're both wrong. <laughs> I can't be wrong if I won. Valdez Scantling over under one and a half catches. You're going to go over Amal Shaw. I am. He's he's gotten more opportunities here in this postseason now. And I think in the Super Bowl, you usually see a person or a player emerge that wasn't expected. Made the big catch on the third down and nine against Baltimore to seal the victory for Kansas City here. This is the least amount I bet of any of the props that I have in the Super Bowl. I just took a shot with him here at over one and a half. It's minus 110. It's, it's a decent play play it's not a great play but i like mbs over okay we've got plenty more to do let me just ask you this samich the juice we we we've talked about it throughout the show i didn't have any juice for this game because obviously my detroit lions got bounced and we saw this matchup four years ago where shanahan took a 10 point lead in the fourth and 21 answered from your kansas city chiefs do you have juice for this game because i'm starting starting to build for me for some reason i'm starting to get into this matchup I'm, I'm excited. It's not going to be this this up and down football game, but X's and O's wise, this is going to be a chess match between both these teams. So I'm excited to see it. And I love the legacy fact of this. And this is an opportunity for Mahomes to continue to grow that legacy to possibly be the, the most decorated quarterback ever. Real quick on MVS as well. There's a, his prop right now sitting at 19 and a half yards over under his longest reception sitting at 13 and a half. I'd much rather bet the longest reception at 13 and a half than the game prop at eight, at 19 and a half. He has gone over that longest reception every single time he's gone over 19 and a half. But there's been two games this year where he's not gone over 19 and a half, but has still gone over that longest reception. So you're getting a discount if you play longest reception over 13 and a half for MVS. That's that's Mike Samich. He's always going to one up us. That is a good and, one. But then, you know what that was? That was last play of the game to seal the game in Baltimore. MVS betters were like, what? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> we're going to come back more props inside and total next. is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. So this is pretty cool. DraftKings got together and said, what can we do for the VSIN viewer and listener? And then they 10X'd it. Okay, so here's the deal. If you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and you're a new customer for the Super Bowl, a little dynasty reward, use the promo code VSIN, V-S-I-N. This is crazy. So you can get up to $2,500 in bonus bets and every $1,000 you wager, you get a $500 bonus. 
Okay, I need to explain as we welcome you back, Amal, Dustin, of course, Mike Samich. And Mike, you know this from years and years of gambling and bonus hunting, how hard it is. We would hunt for $25 bonuses, $50 bonuses. DraftKings is hooking VEASAN viewers up exclusively with $500 every $1,000 they bet. That's pretty damn good, Mike. Yeah, it's a, I mean, anytime you're getting 50% back in a bonus bet, that's never a bad thing. Win or lose, too, which is important to note there. So you could win the bet and still have that $500 bonus bet coming back at you as well. So, uh, yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't be betting on DraftKings if it's available for you. We're still waiting here in California. <laughs> Please, Len, Stacy, somebody, <laughs> Jason, <laughs> Brennan, somebody do something. We've got earthquakes. Why can't we have DraftKings? Although my bosses are like, yeah, you got an earthquake. That's what you get for moving back to Los Angeles. Anywho, <laughs> let's get back into it, boys. We're going to have a pick at the end here on the side in total. Uh, but I've got a couple of correlative bets as far as our props. And I'm going to go here, Samich, because I think you have the second quarter as the highest scoring quarter of the game. I do. Yeah, this is one I like quite a bit here. When you see these these highest scoring quarters, you're always going to see the, the second and the fourth quarter as your two favorites. And that's what we're seeing right now for the Super Bowl as well. Fourth quarter sitting at plus 150, the second quarter sitting at plus 165. With this matchup, I like the second quarter a lot more. We talked about pace of play earlier. Kansas City, top 10 in pace of play in the first half, bottom five in the pace of play second half. We've heard Kansas City and the trends 18 and two to the under in the second half, 19 and one to the under in the fourth quarter. I think the wrong quarter's favorite here. I think the second quarter should be your favorite. Right now, you get plus 165. That's going to be the highest scorer, scoring quarter. I love that one quite a bit. I've, I've played that one a couple times myself, to be honest. I'm going to say with a quarter here, boys, and then Amal, Dustin, you guys can jump in as well. I've got the Chiefs fourth quarter laying a half a point plus money at plus 114. Now, again, it's not just recency bias four years ago when the Chiefs were down 10 in the fourth and went on a 21 nothing scoring binge. But also we saw Kyle Shanahan <clears throat> remember 28 to three. His teams tend to fall apart late. I know that was Dan Quinn, but he was the de facto coach there. So I like the Chiefs tight game. If you're going to lay a half and a quarter, the fourth quarter in particular, you're looking for a tight game going into it. I like the Chiefs at plus money laying a half a point, a mall. Yeah, I like the call there on that one. Uh, quick play, I've got the 49ers team total under 24 and a half, minus 120. We've all kind of been universal in this one. We uh, we think it's going to be a lower scoring game. I Look, if Kansas, if Kansas City gives up 25 points or more, A, they're losing the Super Bowl, and B, this game is probably going well over the total. Okay, big guy. What do you got for us? So I think it's a big Christian McCaffrey day. I know Samich agrees with me. I think he's on over 89 and a half rush yards. I have him to win MVP plus 425. I have him to score the first San Francisco touchdown plus 145. I also have him to score the first touchdown of the game at plus 425. So thinking about getting into the over rushing because I do think that number's low. However, I think there's another opportunity to get some plus prices here, guys. Uh, I was looking around some apps. You can bet. For Christian McCaffrey, if you like over 89 and a half rushing yards, you should also then like between 91 and 100 at plus 550, between 101 and 110 at 6 to 1, or if you want to get crazy, 111 to 120 at plus 750, 121 to 130 rush yards at 9 to 1. I'm strongly considering, instead of betting over 89 and a half rushing yards, going 91 to 100 at plus 550 and 101 to 110 at 6 to 1, and instead I could get a lot more more money back 
<laughs> he just blew my mind. Samich agrees with you, though. McCaffrey, you're going to go over his rush yard, Samich. Yeah, I took the over at 88 and a half, sitting at 89 and a half. I'd still play the over here. I, I think this script is going to be all McCaffrey early. I don't think that San Francisco wants to put this game in Purdy's hands until they absolutely have to. And so I would expect they're going to run the football. This is also the Chiefs the secondary fourth best against the pass, just 26th best against the run. So you have all the reason to run the football here if you are San Francisco. I think we're going to see San Francisco come out, run the football, and they're going to stick with it. They're going to do what Baltimore didn't do. You're going to see running back carries consistently. That's the best way to keep Mahomes off the field as well. So I'll take over 88 and a half for McCaffrey. And I, I don't hate big guys playing there. I mean, if you think about it, if you're getting two numbers at plus 550 or better, you're essentially sitting yourself, setting yourself up for a, a three to one prop, assuming you land in that 20 yard range versus taking even money on the over. Yeah. And I looked during the regular season, McCaffrey was between 91 and 103 times. He was between 101 and 110, just two times. He did get to that 111 to 120 range three times, but I don't see him doing that against the San Francisco defense for even like, I know they haven't played up to the standard we all have for the names, but that seems like a lot in this game. I do think between 91 and 100 and 101 to 110, at plus 550 and 6-1 is really juicy to me. Okay. Samich, do me a favor and explain how Brock Purdy goes over 248 and a half passing yards. I'm serious. Like, again, uh, that was Detroit secondary and Green Bay okay better, but still, it's not a team like the Chiefs that gave up regular season and postseason an average of 181 and a half. You can answer that question for me because I love the under on Purdy, and then you've got Ayuk under. Yeah, I like I like Purdy and Mahomes under. I don't think either quarterback goes over their posted total here, and I think Ayuk has a rough day as well. He's going to be manned up against Snead for the most most part of the better part of the day. That's a really really tough task. Look at what number ones have done with Tyree Kill, uh, with Diggs up in Buffalo against against Snead in the secondary. I think he struggles. Ayuk struggles because he's consistently going to be on the outside. They'll move Samuel around. They'll move Kittle around. They don't really take Ayuk outside of those two X or Y position receivers. That's where Snead's going to be. I think he has a rough day. And Patrick, I agree with you. The only way Purdy goes over that number is if Kansas City's up three scores in the first half and they're forced to throw the football. I don't think that's all that likely. So I have both quarterbacks under in this spot, and I like the Ayuk under quite a bit as well. I have some Trust breaking news. Uh, Tom Pelissero reporting one minute ago. Chiefs have officially ruled out all pro guard Joe Tooney for the Super Bowl. Jarek McKinnon, who remains on IR, is listed as questionable. Off of the injury report for Kansas City, uh, defensive tackle Chris Jones, running back Isaiah Pacheco, and wide receiver Rasheed Rice. But Joe Tooney out for the Super Bowl. Okay. Oh, wait. Thank you, Dustin. Okay, Amal, it's pick time. Let's do this. Side and total, or we can go money line. What do you got in the game? Kansas City winning the game. Uh, didn't play the Chiefs, but I did play the under 47 and a half. I think it's the lower scoring game, but I'll go with the Chiefs. Now, I will say one other thing, Patrick. I'm going to end up putting in a separate bet on the, a correlated play with the Chiefs and the under. And if you like the Niners, play the Niners and the under on a parlay as well. I think this is an underplay all the way. Okay. Mike Samich, let's go. I took the Chiefs at the open. I would take the Chiefs now sitting here at plus two as well. I like the under 48. If you can get it out there right now, we're sitting at 47 and a half. I think we'll get back to it. I still like the under here at 47 and a half, uh, but just not as much as 48 as that's a key number. I also bet Mahomes MVP instead of betting Kansas City money line because right now Kansas City money line plus 100, Mahomes MVP plus 125 to plus 130, depending on where you're shopping. 
I don't see a world here where it's not Mahomes who's carrying that MVP trophy if Kansas City wins this game. And so I'm, I'm going to take a, a small amount of risk to get the extra 25 cents here and play Mahomes MVP as a surrogate money line here on Kansas City. Big guy. Toyed with it all week, gone back and forth. My character was questioned by one Patrick Maher that I was not just doing shtick, and I was not going to do this. So that is why the largest wager I have placed for this Super Bowl is on the San Francisco 49ers money line to win and hoist the Michael Lombardi trophy. I'm going to DraftKings, and I'm looking at the numbers, and I'm like, Hold on, I might be a simpleton. That's what I've been called because the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, the better quarterback, Andy Reid, the better coach, Harrison Butker, the better kicker, and this is the year they're defense first and you're giving me points with a legacy on the line, a dynastic run that will continue against Brock Purdy, basic, a head coach that has proven he can cough it up, and a rookie kicker. Yes, please. I'll take the points and I'll start counting my cash today, Mike Samich. So there you have it. I'll take the Chiefs and I love it. By the way, I do love the under as well. I think it's going to tick down a little bit. Uh, boys, it's been a hell of a couple of weeks. Great job. Amal Shaw, final words as we head into Super Bowl 58. It's going to be a great game. And I'll tell you what, if you have an opportunity to take some in-game opportunities in this one, this should be plentiful throughout. Mike Samich, you've got the prop sheet up there for that's printable for Super Bowl Sunday. Final words and give us your schedule this weekend. Yeah, head over to VEATSIN.com. You can print that out. Have a good time at your Super Bowl party. Get everybody involved. I'll be on the handle from 7 to 10 Eastern on Saturday. And I'll be on uh, VEATSIN all morning on Sunday and then doing the postgame show. So right when the Super Bowl ends, jump over to VEATSIN and catch that postgame show. Don't worry, big guy. You've got plenty of time. Take us out. Final words. Tums, Pepsid, Pepto, Prilosec will help you get through those Super Bowl party snacks. Okay, well done. We'll see you. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Be safe. We'll see you at Sharp Money on Monday.